0: welcome back to cooking sports it's another episode you're here with Keith and Aaron uh, it's week four of 2024 uh, as like always anything you hear on this podcast just your own personal opinions we got so much to talk about today we're pumped we're ready to go um, I'm going to pass it off here to Aaron to get us started
1: hey everybody busy weekend if you were bored and call yourself a sports fan, then I don't think you're listening to us. <laughs> Four games on the weekend. Start out with Houston, Baltimore. Everybody knows we're talking about the NFL, obviously the playoffs. I, I picked Houston to win the game. I was confident that they'd pull off the upset. And then I forgot how good Baltimore is. Baltimore won 34-10. I zipped through most of the game, so I'm going to pass it off to Keith.
0: Uh, Yeah, Baltimore looks real, real good. Um, I also took Houston uh, against the spread to win, and um, that turned out to not be a good move. But um, Baltimore looks real great. Lamar Jackson looks um, almost unstoppable at this point. Um, It seems like every defense that they play, um, the defenses are just trying to do whatever they can to keep Lamar contained in the pocket and keep him from running around. Um, but every time you do that, if you're going to play man coverage and have Lamar in the pocket, then as soon as he sees all the defenders turn back to him, he just runs up the middle for, you know, 15, 20 yards. So it's kind of a pick-your-poison deal with Lamar in that offense right now. They look real good. Um, excited for the matchup uh, next week. Congratulations to Baltimore. Um, real good game, except for the blowout aspect.
1: Yeah, like, Zay Flowers is... Pretty good. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., I like to, it's nice to see he's a guy that sits in the middle and is able to, yeah, like you, you, they have threats that you can't, uh, they have a pretty complete team, even without uh, Mark Andrews, who I think is coming back this week potentially. I heard he was real close wow. to that's, coming back last week,
0: so that's, that's, that's fun. yeah, that's another big thing to try and deal with on that offensive side. And the defense looks real good too. Um, they're doing their thing. They got Roquan Roquan Smith in the middle and, and Patrick Queen coming off the edge. They got good linebackers. Um they got Kyle Hamilton who was their safety who they took in the who basically just fell to them in the first round a couple of years ago and he looks like he's um turning into a real good safety back there. Kinda like uh like Earl Thomas and um talk about Earl
1: Thomas. Come on. when you talk about like that 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 safety he that just sits back finger. there Remember that he gave us a finger. That's
0: that's <laughs> And ran over the Dallas sideline yeah. of the locker room was oh, telling Jerry no. Jones to, to take him over, yeah oh, fair enough no. um, <laughs> it's it, that prototypical like ball Hawk and safety though it just sits in the middle and you can't throw to the half the field that that they're on
1: right so they're a good team um, they're a good team for sure um green bay San francisco uh green bay good team you got youngest team I think to make the playoffs um I don't know if it was a record, but it was definitely this. Obviously, they're the youngest team going in here. Uh, they lost 24-21, to close game to San Francisco. A little side note, there's uh, eight quarterbacks that played this weekend. Seven of them are first-rounders, and one of them is a seventh-rounder.
0: And that's Purdy, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, Brock
1: Purdy. You got yeah. Lamar Jackson. You got uh, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. um uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and C.J. Stroud. Good job, yeah, hey, you I nailed all those. Now they got everyone
0: there, yep. Um, and Lamar Jackson, he he fell out of the pretty much the first round, and Baltimore just traded back into him and would take him with one of the last picks of the first round, which turns out to be such a great idea because oh. you get the the fifth year contracts and everything else. I
1: right, talk um, about Lamar Jackson, like they left him open to go just to go talk to other teams, and I think he talked to Washington. Manders, he talked to the New England Patriots, and I think it might have been the Colts. Really? I didn't know no, that. No, it might. No, I don't know. was. I'm just guessing. I'm thinking that the Colts should have... It, imagine if the Colts had uh, Lamar Jackson this year. They were a pretty good team. That's... They had, they had uh, Minshew. <laughs> Come on. like <laughs> I love the story, and I love the John Daly-esque family on the, you know, the back of the pickup truck kind of <laughs> rolling into the tailgate party, but... Um, I'm sidetracking now, but yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Seven first-rounders and one seventh-rounder, and Brock Purdy did look like a seventh-rounder this game. He, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was tough having Debo Samuel, and when that team doesn't have Debo, uh, it's all put on Christian McCaffrey, but you watch Christian McCaffrey, my God. Like, He's a beast, yeah. he just At any point in time, you can just if it wasn't break for tackles
0: him, and run for 30 yards. If it wasn't
1: for him, Green Bay wins.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, Green Bay, uh, being ahead and and keeping then keeping that game close, like you said, lot of lot of young, love Aaron Jones, lot of young players. Yeah, he looks real good. It looks like they just seamlessly transitioned from Favre to Rodgers now to because to the
1: Niners are good against the the run, right? They're the best team against the run, and Aaron yep. Jones was still able to put up a hundred yards. Really. Aaron Jones
0: looked real good in that game. He yeah. was looked like a man possessed. He was, uh, he was running hard. He was breaking tackles. Um, he looked real, really And he was catching on the backfield, too. He was looking real good um, in that game for sure. But. I got some
1: Green Bay fans in my family. Uh, you know who you are if you're listening. Uh, they asked me who I'm cheering for. And I, and I said it was a tough call being a Seahawks fan. <laughs> you know, San Francisco and Green Bay, that's a really tough call. It's easy when it's Green Bay playing against Dallas because I, <laughs> I didn't like, nobody likes Dallas unless you love them. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we don't really like San Francisco either. But that whole, uh, was it Hasselbeck? Did we talk about that already? Yeah. The whole uh, call, uh, we're going to yeah. take the coin toss and we're going to take the ball we're going to score. <laughs> and then, and I don't know if it was the first play, but it was the first or second play and he throws a yeah. pick and... A pick six of all things. Like, pick not, six, the game's yeah. over. Like you can't, I, I can't That's believe it. he's still able to walk into the booth and uh, be. A, what is he? A TV personality? Is he an analyst now? What is he? I don't know. I can't take him seriously when he's. You know, your opinion doesn't really is it, a little tarnished to me when you uh, make calls like that on the field. It, it's
0: unfortunate that uh, those old wounds are still are still there. Oh yeah, the Seahawks are in the playoffs. Why are we talking about the Seahawks? Okay, yeah. So
1: yeah, 21 San Frank Green Bay.
0: It was a great game. Um, like there was at one point, there was a forty-one yard pass interference call against San Francisco on a third and fifteen, and the next play um, was a touchdown to take the lead, and that was immediately followed by a thirty-nine yard McCaffrey touchdown run, and then um, following that, there was a sixty-yard kickoff return on on the return immediately. It was a wild third quarter back and forth. Um, like you said, Purdy had a rough go. He was th- made bad throws all over the place. He overthrew a whole bunch of receivers. Um, a couple of them should have been. It was intercepted. It was raining, it, it it was was raining, raining hard, but still, um, yeah. yeah uh, he he did, seventh
1: seventh he got picked in the seventh round, so you he, know, he did look at, like it for sure. Look yeah. at Jordan Love and uh, Brock Purdy. You know they built a good system around him. I, I like when you know Brady. You know I'm not calling. Brock Purdy, Brady, but, like, Brady came up the same way, right? He was taken in the fifth round, I think, and he he had a system around him with a really good coach and a really good team, uh, and he was able to flourish. Like, you know, nothing against Brady. He is the GOAT, and he, you know, he is, um, he he, he would practice, like, the way he trained and the way that he prepared was above all else, but, you know, like, it's the same thing with Russell Wilson there in Seattle um, with Coach Carroll there, built... This team around with a with an amazing defense and just the system that 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 we had was he was able to flourish, right?
0: I agree hundred percent. And even if you want to take that a little further touch on what we we're just saying with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore would not be the team or the player that they are yep. now if it wasn't for Harbaugh, immediately realizing within the first year of Lamar saying, We got something special, we're completely changing the entire offense yep. around this guy and yep. his talent. We're gonna do RPOs, we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna throw the ball short, he's got a huge arm, so we're going to play action off it, all that stuff. If, if you have a coach um, who goes in there with his own system and says, this is the way we're going to do it, my way or the highway, boys, and then tries to take his players and his talent and fit them into those pieces, it rarely works. You need a guy like a Belichick or a Mike Tallman or a Shanahan where you look, or even um, uh, the sorry the guy in, for the Rams, um, McVay, you look at the talent you have and you create your offense and your plays and your calls based on the skills and the talents around you and maximize that and trying to hide your deficiencies as, as opposed to this is, you know, the system that we're putting in and that's the end of it um, and trying to make it work.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't physically move the chess pieces around yourself. Those players got to play, right? You got to you got set them up for success, though. I, I 100% though. agree with that. Um, yeah, so Brock Purdy... Uh, you know, he's just, he hopefully, he has the mental toughness. Um, I think it's going to be a tough, I think it's going to be an interesting game uh, next weekend. Um, moving into that, that would be whoever won the Detroit Tampa Bay game. And uh, Detroit ended up squeaking a win out, 31 to 23. I would like to see Detroit win. It's nice to see the fans there. I love their coach, their offense is fantastic. I think Jared Goff it could be suspect uh, at times, but mm-hmm. I think it's their defense that's really uh, going to be put to test against San Francisco.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, Dan Campbell, um, probably my favorite coach in sports <laughs> yeah, right awesome. now. Like, he's just- like a wrestler.
1: Like, he's like <laughs> Jesse the body of That's who he reminds me of. Doing interviews. Yeah. yeah,
0: And just like a straight shooter right from the hip. Just tells you how he sees it. Gives you... Um, unfiltered insight to like, you know, the game plan and how he's seeing the game and what they're going to do and things like that. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome to have someone who's so stoked and gets so jacked up and be so candid about, you know, and to what get everything doing.
1: out of that quarterback, Jared, I was just giving him heck, but mm-hmm. to get everything out of a quarterback that got turned down, oh, he's bought right basically into it, like thrown away. Yep. And made him, you know, almost, you know, he's almost in this, in the, in the show, right? So, it was a good game. Baker Mayfield, you want to talk quarterbacks? Like he, or comeback stories? Uh, he played his heart out. Like I, nothing but respect for Baker. He, he, would stand in the pocket Stid there, in there would made run. some throws. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were right in it there. You know, they had the ball with enough time to go down the field, and unfortunately, he just throws one a little bit too. Well, one he shouldn't have thrown, but. But that's you know the only all it takes is a fumble or a, a you know one interception and you know that's it.
0: I, I agree and, and talk about two two quarterbacks that were former first overall picks, but um, they've had to rebuild their careers and basically got thrown in the trash and and tried to reclaim as a reclamation project project and and Baker Mayfield. I agree about that toughness, um, intelligence. I think the one thing that people forget about um Baker Mayfield other than the fact that he was taken as a quarterback for the Browns and that's pretty much a death sentence right there when you look at that franchise and what they've done the last 25 30 years with quarterbacks but Baker Mayfield I think the stat is he's had eight head coaches in the first 6 years of his career yeah, that's like, a lot like of how do you do that's, system. A, that's lot a lot of, a lot of system. systems. that's a lot of people trying to tell you what you should be doing and what you need to do and what you need to work on and improve on and things like that but um, he, he looked real good. That Tampa Bay, Bay defense was, was one of the better ones coming into the playoffs here, and, and they held on and, um, you know, held in there. Uh, I, but I agree, uh, Detroit looks real good. Um, Sam LaPorta continues to, to look really dangerous out there and, and dominant, and, and he's someone who's definitely on my fantasy radar next year. Ahmad
1: St. Brown. By far is the best player. I'm on. i oh, say, oh, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. By yeah, far,
1: yeah, did you yeah. see? he needed a first down on a third down, whatever. And he was about three yards short, yeah. and guy he just back, turned around, turned around, and, just and powered. powered through. Powered no through that. Yeah, and the yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, the guy is yeah. muscle. And I yeah. and I hear he comes from a from a family of uh, guys that are bodybuilders. And mm-hmm, can, like his leg strength is just crazy, massive. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he, I think he got a touchdown on that drive too. He ended up finishing it off. Uh, just he's he's amazing, and they got that new kid too that's coming up, uh,
0: Jameis Wilson or Williams. Um, yep, uh, uh, no, uh, Almond Saint Brown for sure. He is just he's a beast out there, and every play, like, he's open. He like off the for five yards off the line of scrimmage, he's open, and he's really open. He's got the strength, and he's a guy who's got a big chip on his shoulder. There was a, I think. There was something like eighteen or twenty plus wide receivers taken ahead of him yeah. in in the in the draft that he went. He's got a massive chip on his shoulder and he plays like it out there. He's just a beast.
1: I feel like the draft. It's hard to 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 uh, draft skilled players until they they're like if you're gonna like a lineman right <laughs> and he's and he fits the mold of of what size you need and obviously like you know, there are more to just kind of sitting there and, and uh, you know, being able to block or being able to yeah. shove a guy. Up. But but really, like, you know, if there's that beast, you know you're going to pick him up and he's going to be sitting on your O-line for, for a good five years. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ten uh, years if he's, a, if, if he's a
1: all-pro type player type of thing. But and, to get a running back or, or a wide receiver and kind of find that uh, guy that's going to be able to, to catch, you know, not drop the ball, you know, mm-hmm, three out of four. Mm-hmm, and... Uh, or that running back that's gonna, you know, be able to have that vision to be patient or, you know Yeah, no, I, I just think it, it would be hard to 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 draft. I think that's um, but um, I would I would like to have a player with the chip on his shoulder. Um maybe you need more of that in pro sports. I I agree. I've, i I like those players that have the,
0: the chip on their shoulder and they've had to earn their earn their way the whole time. Improved um, like, like Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. You're coming from you know under draft. and there's a whole bunch of players who have been undrafted. Mental in, toughness,
1: and man. Nothing, nothing beats talent. Doesn't beat hard work. Like you have talent no. and hard work, you're you're good to go. Then buddy. you're good
0: to go, but you still need the hard work, no matter what.
1: Because there's a lot of quarterbacks or whatever that get drafted. Like, we can go down a list. You could do you could know, do ten shows on quarterbacks like Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus
0: Russell. Like there's lots of people out there. My sure. gosh, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. And uh, wide receivers too. And, and kudos, like you're saying, I'm on St. Brown heat um, to not only be uh, a great wide receiver and get make those tough catches and be that number one, but you got to be the alpha dog. You got to be able to stand out there the uh, and, and go wide. Yeah. And, and make a difference and, and block. And also... Of all the wide receivers, he seems like one who's not really the prima donna mold. That he's going to bitch and complain if he's not no. getting his targets or whatever. The game plan or the game script isn't going his way. He's going to go out there and block. He's going to go out there and rally up the the bench. Um, he's a, a team guy. He's underrated. To some of those guys.
1: He's underrated. He doesn't get the spotlight. And I don't think he's he, he looks for it. So you know, NFL is a it's a it's a business. It's entertainment. Um, it's always going to be that show, right? So. Um, they always put the spotlight on Odell and whoever's uh, the flashiest. But like I just that one play where he took a guy on his back and turned around and then drove. Yeah, like yeah, he should have yeah, been put yeah, back. Yeah, because th- he had good. the
0: momentum. He was like you said. He was he was over the first line, but then he had to come back to the the ball. Yeah. He had all the momentum going back to the line of scrimmage and was able to slam on the brakes, absorb the impact, yeah. and then turn around and power through it. It was and that was a crucial clutch. crucial down. That yeah, had that have, the
1: game could have gone the other way. Yeah, it's, it's plays like that, and that's what makes the NFL so exciting.
0: We we love it. Um, I, I want to touch on someone quickly for Detroit and Keep un- even. People. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, actually, for for both teams, Detroit and Tampa Bay. But number one for Detroit, um, Aiden Hutchinson looks like a star in the making on the yeah. defensive line. He was blowing things up all day long, um, causing pressure, causing havoc. Um, and I think another person who, who still is underrated and doesn't get the props that he needs is Mr. 1000 yard season Mike Evans on the other side. Oh line. yeah, I
1: forgot about that he, he played like a beast and he, he just gets up and he, yeah. he he just get bounces off but he got, I mean, he got thrown to the sidelines. It sh- I think it was borderline should have been a, a call on that. Uh late hit, but he he doesn't get up and bitch. Gets back to the line and yeah. you know get going. Well, he's
0: had some le- legendary battles with um, Lattimore, uh, the New York uh, New Orleans Saints yeah. uh, defensive yeah. back, and they've had some. They've gotten thrown out of games for jostling and things. But yeah, Mike he's Evans, down. Mike Evans is just a beast. You throw the ball to him, um, and uh, I, it's really interesting because if you want to go back to. His draft year, him and Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, came came out at the same time. And and they played on the same Texas A&M team. And I tell you, Mike Evans was the only reason why Johnny Manziel was actually considered a first-round draft pick. Because he would would just heave the ball, run around back there, heave the ball up. And then Mike Evans would just be down there mossing people all day long, every game of the season. Um, They both turned out to be first-rounders, but... Um, obviously Johnny didn't turn out to be the player that a lot of people expected. Mike Evans is still just doing his thing. Um,
1: if you're a short quarterback, way. you got to really have a, a high IQ and be able to run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny's, yeah, he's no good. Let's get on to the next game. So All right. last game, I think I just watched the rest of it this morning. I did too, actually. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs and Bills. It was a great game. Uh, it was one of those Chiefs and Bills games that we saw last year. Um, I feel, I feel for, I feel for Buffalo man. It just gets, it's getting worse. <laughs> you talk about Cleveland and how bad they've had to suffer. At yeah. least they don't go and almost taste it. So four many four straight years going to the Super Bowl and but not getting. But here, though, too, well, the last two years, I felt that they should have won that game last year, mm. and then they didn't, and there was a pretty shady call, and then this year. um... They just couldn't hold the run. They just they they they're they're injured. Um, Josh Allen tried to do it on his own. He 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 played about as good a game as Josh Allen's going to play
0: without forcing it too much yeah. and, and turning the ball over and and having well, mayhem like that. Oh yeah, he, he knew, knew that he, put he can't
1: it. throw those those balls. Yeah. yeah, he threw.
0: But he also knew he had to put it on his back, and he was running. He was rumbling the whole I, way.
1: He sounded like Forrest Gump there. I was running. <laughs> he kind of looked like Forrest out there running through him. Yeah, the people hanging off of him and yeah. stuff. Uh, no, no, like that he was... was in war. No, like like part of force when they were. He was grabbing guys and bringing them back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, because it looked like that. It was a battle, I tell you. And it was chippy out there.
0: It was a, a great game to watch for sure. Uh, I I hear you about the bills. I, I I like I like. I guess the bills. who
1: else we saw too? Who else did we <laughs> oh, see? Of course, yeah. Multiple times in the box. You know, I'm done with that too. And I'm only going to say two <laughs> seconds. But no, nope, learn how to take a joke, Taylor. That's it. All right. I'm. I'm we can't. Say anything bad about Taylor If you just smiled When people said Oh you know Taylor We just don't want Taylor In football or whatever Just take it as a compliment That you know You're being noticed All the time <laughs> all right. too, too much Too much anyway. Um. Yeah, uh,
0: I feel for the for the Bills for sure. They're definitely one of the teams that I like. I I really I love the Bills Mafia. They're they're fun. The fans were just going crazy. Although the Detroit uh, fans in Ford Field were also going that bonkers awesome, and losing dude. their mind there. That they was de- great. they deserve one. Man. Yeah, they well, deserve it for
1: sure. Both teams do. Buffalo Bills. Yeah.
0: Bills. Yeah, not being able to pull it out. Um, it was crazy. Did you see they had um, the Bills did a fake punt run yeah, on 4th and 5 on their own 30-yard line. Like You're not going to see that every day of the week, but the reason they did that is because there's only 10 defenders on the other on the other side of the field. Um, that didn't work out, so they turned the ball out over on downs at their own 30, and then a couple chunk plays later, lucky. the Kansas City player lucky. fumbled it out of the so end lucky. zone and turned it That's over. That's going to be the
1: worst play oh. in NFL football is the... Trying to reach for, for the, the pylon the, and, and then, then it goes zone. through and then it's nothing. Yeah, you it, just it, it, lost everything. No turn, field position, you, no nothing. It, nothing like, yeah,
0: yeah, no points, no field position. That's just it. You here's the ball. That's so the, the worst.
1: You're just trying to. Oh man, that's I, tough. I,
0: I, I, I don't really like that play either. It's a real tough one because it's happened a bunch of times. And you think that you know at that point in time, if you're just reaching for the goal line or the pylon, you don't deserve to lose everything. Why can't they just lose it down and go back to the line of scrimmage? Yeah, I, that's what I think it should be. Like it doesn't. It seems like a really harsh punishment for just trying to go for the Extremely. end zone, right? It, yeah. call, it
1: can call a game, right? That yeah. was that game was over if they scored.
0: Yeah, it was a huge turnaround. The fact, like, yeah, that they went for it on their own thirty and turned over on downs. But like you said, I like the call.
1: You know, you got to make things happen. You're playing against Mahomes, and your your defense can't stop anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's true. That goes back to the old uh, like Manning and and Brady battles and things like that, where if you're not scoring touchdowns, then then you're not going to win the game so you always have to be you can't be playing to lose you have to be playing to win and yeah. throwing the ball and going for touchdowns this is and it's basically
1: around the clock there
0: yeah and try not to give the ball back to them at at the end of the at the end of the game right Makes so for fun football it was a great game to watch um two words that will still live in infamy for buffalo bills fans wide right uh, that's oh yeah crushing oh. crushing oh wide
1: right oh yeah how does that is it Bass? Uh, Bass. that Ty- yeah, I think Tyler it's, Bass. Or Tyler or, Bass, yeah. Fuck, man, like, talk about if you think you're having a bad day today. I think we should just think about Tyler Bass. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we should just say today we give today's day to Tyler Bass. I, well, today is Tyler Bass's day. Now, I'm I'm just calling it right now. What is it? The 22nd of January. It's gonna be Tyler Bass day to day. I just hope they
0: don't go full Steve Bartman on him and uh, put his put his name on the radio yes. and he's got to move and and uh, no, into hiding with his family. Can't do that stuff anymore? <laughs> A social media you think. Just click here and click there, and someone can do something. Come well, out. I know, but the, but that's kind of it's not
1: the same as it was before. You know, with Steve Bartman, though, it wasn't there wasn't any kind of it wasn't social media. It was. They were at his house, like it's like you know. And right now, it'd be trolling on. It would be trolling there. Nobody, could, nobody knows how to get out the house and go anywhere, anyways. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it would be contained all on social media because no one would leave the house to actually go make it
0: happen. Fair enough. That's a great point.
1: Let's try not to have a Steve Bartman uh, incident on our uh, podcast, so nobody's come banging on our door.
0: I'm I'm a okay with that. Fingers crossed. Uh, the last thing. I don't know. I think we're almost done with football here, but the last thing I want to touch on was the Gronk kick of Destiny 2.
1: I know you love that.
0: Hi. I I loved it last year. I was so disappointed. Um, I'm not supporting or watching that sh- bullshit. The fact that um, it was so disappointing last year considering it was Gronk involved too. It was pre-recorded. It was in like a lame field with no fans around or shit. It was horrible. I'm not supporting that shit. It's That's absolutely true.
1: garbage. And they're making it into such a... They're putting the money behind the, the commercials, and I don't yeah. know who they had in the last commercial. They had somebody else in there that wanted to do the kick, but him he's like, oh, I'm doing the kick. And like, <laughs> he does the Kool-Aid man through the door and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the but wall, and I'm like...
0: <sighs> one thing I will give props, I don't know if you saw the one where the guy in the golf cart shows up, and it's Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. You know, you know oh, the yeah, Chubbs, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. So, so Chubbs made an appearance there, so I did appreciate that. I don't think, even if you could help Happy Gilmore, he's not helping Gronk kick a field goal, that's for sure.
1: Well okay then we're done with football and that's a good segue into just a quick thing about golf. Uh we did have the American Express Bob Hope Desert Classic this weekend. I think the names are getting longer, especially now with the uh what's the other league? The L-I-V, L-I-V. So yeah. now they have to get more sponsors So they're just going to have this <laughs> sentence for, <laughs> like fit, Jam 15 sponsors That's Into right, the title to so get like more money That's a good strategy I see what's <laughs> happening here Anyways uh, with some good golf I, I do a, I do A one and done pool Which I think is fantastic Everybody should get into a one and done It makes uh, watching golf so much fun um, And so I'm always Watching uh, every week at the PGA um, uh, it was a good story this this weekend was Nick Dunlap. Uh, amateur won it. An amateur. And, and the reason why yeah, he did it pretty pretty well. I think you I don't remember what the uh, what he ended up with, but uh, he takes the win and he takes a trophy, but he doesn't get a check. <laughs> and for anyone who, who
0: at that point afterwards Who'd be like, yeah, I swear I won a PGA Tour event Oh, good luck remembering Because it it's 15 words long, the title yeah, of it That's right, yeah
1: <laughs> But uh, congratulations to him But that's gotta be one of those bittersweet things Where you're, uh, well, I... I'm not an amateur, you know. I'm I'm pro. Yeah, Where, where's, where's my, my where's, my big, where's my big giant check? check? Yeah, but <laughs> I think mean, the kid's gonna be okay. He's uh, he's obviously a pretty good golfer, but uh, shout out to him. And I get the guy that came second is pretty excited that he got a bigger check.
0: No kidding. Well, thank goodness the amateur didn't hit a hole in one, or else he would have had to buy the drinks, and he would have been he
1: would have been broke by the time he left that tournament, even though he won it. Oh, right, we could have got some credit with the the clubhouse. We had, we had to teach some old ladies how to golf. That's right. well. You can you can
0: pay it back. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll you can work it back later on.
1: <laughs> oh, crazy. all right. Okay, so that's golf. Uh, we we uh, we hope to play golf soon. Hey. It's kind we're of little, getting there. A little bit of rain. We live on the island, so uh, pretty much year round golf. Uh, the snow was here about a week ago, and it looks like it's almost gone. So yeah, Aaron's got his
0: golfing socks on, so we're we're getting closer. We're we're
1: getting we're getting ready. So uh, well, now that well, we're still playing hockey, so um, uh, the Canucks aren't playing golf yet. But actually, this year they're gonna have to to postpone um, their golfing. Uh, aspirations until uh, after the playoffs because I think uh, they got a pretty good team over there in Vancouver. Well, at least postpone their golf aspirations after the first four games of the playoffs. So Keith is uh, wearing his Flames shirt today. I told him he looks very pretty. It's my um, clown outfit. Okay, I so, said <laughs> I might have said that. Um, <laughs> He doesn't like the Canucks. Uh, we were talking before I left last week about uh, Canadian teams and how we haven't won the Stanley Cup yet, and uh, I would cheer for uh, any Canadian team that made it. I wouldn't like a couple teams that I had to cheer for, but I still think we need to get a a cup on this side of the border. Keith has a different opinion about that. What's your opinion about that? Ah, it's not necessarily
0: a, an opinion that I think about it, just in my heart of hearts. it. I don't know if I could cheer for um a team that I don't like or that's a rival for me I couldn't do it in 2011 with the Canucks I couldn't do it in when was that twenty two thousand five 2005 I think with the Oilers mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's tough for me There, uh, Toronto maybe um Ottawa I definitely would cheer for but that's because I don't mind those teams um but it's not to say I wouldn't watch the games and, and enjoy what's happening there for sure. Enjoy
1: Boston beating them.
0: Well, that was, that was a little bit of a sweet moment, but um, I was living in Vancouver at the time and it was crazy that the
1: city lit on fire and <laughs> burnt, burnt down to the ground and things like that. But oh, uh, disgusting. That, that that was, that was crap, but I totally respect the fact that you can't, uh, that's about, that's all about sports. Like, just like we say in the NFL about cheering for green Bay or uh, San Francisco, I can't do it. Um, that's probably why I'm not a true fan. Maybe because I'm the one that jumped off the the <laughs> uh, the train with the flames after being a fan for thirty years, and I'm a Kraken fan now. My father was giving me a little bit of heck about uh, that this morning, and uh, he's been a, a Canuck fan for oh I don't know, Dad, how long? Sixties, you know, fifty five or whatever, how many years it has been? And uh, I was asking him. He he actually said. Hello, he, oh, for the longest time, I don't think I've ever heard him say that they have a good team. <laughs> but because uh, even as
0: as a not even just a Canucks fan or a Toronto fan or whatever, as a sports fan, even when you know when you feel like they have a good team, you don't really want to say anything because you've had so much heartbreak in the years before <laughs>
1: that you know it can turn on a quick dime and that's the end of it. So, but uh, this morning he said that uh, no, I think they're they're they're. Ready to roll and uh, have a good chance of winning the Stanley Cup. So this week's poll is, uh, do you think the Canucks can win the Cup this year? Um, I uh, I watched the game. They played uh, Toronto on Saturday. I, Saturday was Hockey Day in Canada. Was it not? Yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, some some. And we had it here in Victoria. Uh, they had the uh, Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup. I don't think they've had them together before. My dad was telling me that too. He went down to the Inner Harbor, and took some pictures there and saw saw everything going on. They had a rink with uh, synthetic ice. Down in the Inner <laughs> Harbor, and uh, if anybody could tell me what synthetic ice is, like it's not fake ice, but it's synthetic ice, and is it something that figure skaters what? practice on and stuff? That I don't know, but How does I, it even work.
0: So I remember in for 2010 in Vancouver when they were doing the Olympics, and if anyone during that time remembers that they're having to like ship snow in and stuff because we had a super that. warm yeah, winter and everything that. else, yeah. they had an artificial skating rink set up at uh, Park Royal in North Vancouver. So I went there. Um, with my partner at the time, and outdoor skating, here we go, Well, put strap on your skates, and you skate on it, and it's plastic, it's like a type of hard plastic that you skate on, so you push, and it's like really resistant, and it, it takes some good pushing to actually like make some strides, and then if you look at your skate blades afterwards, instead of having like snow on your skate blades, it's little curling shavings of plastic that are all over the place, it was, it was, it was bizarre, it wasn't my most favorite of time, that's um, odd. I went around a few few laps and I was like, well, that's kind of the end of that. I think my, I'm going to have to get my skirt, skate sharpened now for sure. No, thanks. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, now, I'm not saying that's what they had in Victoria, but that was my experience with artificial non-ice. Ice.
1: Sounds like, I guess they use it for training for figure skating. It sounds like when I was learning to skate, you get those little rubber uh, pieces for your, your wheels to learn how to ollie. That's what it sounds like to me when you're, when you're training at figure skating that you have some grip. Mm. And you can learn. Uh, mm. Well, different. It wouldn't be anything for hockey. I think there'd be any benefit for, uh, I think it's just for places that you can't. If you can't skate full time, you can't lights. get ice
0: time. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and there is a difference between um, figure skating and skating as far as the blades on the skates and the motion of it, right? Like.
1: Everybody's seen the movie, haven't they? Toe pick? I don't think you I've seen ever seen, seen that movie? No. no, toe pick? All right. Yeah, where that guy was trying to get back into hockey and he learned to be a figure skater and taught him how to. But he nope. never, he'd never uh, worn figure skating skates, mm. so the toe pick would always catch him when he's out there trying yeah, to yeah. Skates. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing,
0: because you don't, you don't skate necessarily backwards and dig in with your toes like hockey skates. You have to kind of push out to the side, yeah. as opposed to pushing kind of back on an angle. Yeah, because you... Toe pick. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, toe pick gets you. Oh, no, my, my experience with that was watching Blades of Glory with, uh, with Will Ferrell back in the day with the two male figure skaters. That was a, a real good one if you're a Will Ferrell fan.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I can't remember the other movie. was. it was an eighties or nineties movie where he, uh, he his career was over. And then he he was he was going to be a, a in a couples or what do you call it pairs figure skating. Yeah, like? it's the same one I think. Anyways, um, and, but that it's was great. Whole, will so Ferrell and Tights man. Come I'm on. sure you know all the older folks will remember that movie like me. Um, I want to say one thing really quickly. Those skate jerseys, I freaking love them. I think those are beautiful jerseys and it's nice to see the Canucks out there. I don't like the fact that it reminds me a little bit about, uh what was the year? You know what I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's not I I don't I don't
0: like the skate jerseys. It reminds me
1: of of uh, Pavel Burry destroying yeah, the game, us in game 5 3 to 1. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I grew I grew up yeah. in
1: Victoria and I'm a Flames fan and everybody else are Canuck fans, right? Or Leaf fans scattered and there wasn't as many Leaf fans when I grew up as there is now. I don't know. Why is that? They're multiplying in their
0: depression in their...
1: Is it just more people from <laughs> Ontario
0: came this way? Well, it could be. There definitely lot. doesn't matter what Canadian team that you cheer for. When they play the Leafs or the Canadians, there is a huge uh, out-of-town contingent, too, that takes over the rink.
1: Yeah, it's like baseball when the when the, the Jays. Jays go down yeah. to Seattle. It's great. But... Um, it was for anyone wondering. I was
0: nineteen ninety four. That's what springboarded the Canucks um, on their way to the final with into Mark. Masseva. I was telling
1: everybody it was three games to one, and I was yep. laughing. I remember yep. this. You know, yep. you know, I can't. You don't remember a lot from high school. I don't know how you spent high school. I spent, <laughs> you know, my dad's probably let's to this. He knows how I spent high school. Um, but I I remember I remember telling everybody that, and then it went one overtime game. Yep, that was three two. Another overtime game Then lost 3-3 yeah. Another overtime game How do you lose Three overtime games In a row And
0: Pavel Burry scoring A, a gorgeous Heartbreaking Heartbreaking goal. Um, Yeah
1: Love those Canucks Skate jerseys From that era Is that payback For the the <laughs> kick, Kicked in goal By Plopinski oh, That could be you Remember Was that after Or before that That year Remember what I'm talking about yeah, when we yeah. went to the finals and lost to Tampa Bay? We played the Canucks, I think, in the first round. And it was there, we the, that was, the, uh, the puck got kicked in by Poplinski.
0: No, that was a di- different era. That would have been when when we went to... Well, that was
1: that was after, yeah, yeah. When
0: the Flames went in 2004, was it was Marty now eliminated the Canucks and the Sharks and Detroit, oh, all yeah, in right. series-winning goals yeah, on, right. their way, on their way there. Uh, there was a lot of heartbreak there was also yeah the game six it was in goal um, Tampa Bay but uh, neither here nor there a lot of depressed Canadian hockey fans <laughs> in the last 30 years because no one's really gotten that much of a whiff
1: well the Canucks on Saturday it was a fun game to watch uh, they Barnburn. were up 3-0 uh, Toronto tied it up uh, and then I think it was 6-4 in the end Toronto outshot them I, I heard that from my neighbor he's a, huge Leaf fan, and he's kind of actually given up on the season, I think. They're out of a, out of a playoff spot. Our, our Seattle Kraken were able to keep uh, Sheldon Keith and uh, I think Samson off in Toronto by uh, losing last night's game. Uh, it, was close, it was 3-1. We, we had, there was an empty netter, so it was, it was a close game, but... Uh,
0: yeah, Matthew's still continuing to do his thing. He's just pumping goals and, and pucks in the net like it's going out of style. I agree. But
1: Tavares, how much is he getting paid? Well,
0: he's a lot, but he's he'll be coming up for a contract. His next contract won't, won't nearly be as what it is. But, um, TJ Brody, you got Mark Giordano that does not look <laughs> like he's... But in all aspects, that could be the best thing going for the Leafs because they're going to make the playoffs, but they're, they're going to be a team that nobody's looking at. The pressure's not going to be on them. They're going to be underdogs, us-against-the-world mentality, and that's what you need. I think if things continue the way they are with the season, the Maple Leafs would have a much better shot at the actually winning a Stanley Cup over a team like um, Vancouver that's just on fire potentially going to win the President's Trophy here, but there's that's so much pressure going into into the playoffs here. The number one seed, everyone's gunning for you and showing up for those games. Um, you have the, the Canadian media and all the pressure that goes with that. If either of those teams even make it to a Stanley Cup final, the pressure is almost insurmountable. It's, I think the, a team like Toronto that's just barely getting into the playoffs and flying under the radar has a lot better chance just because of the pressure that comes with being a Canadian
1: team. I think you get paid millions of dollars to play a sport, and you should be able to handle the pressure. It comes down to coaching and management. You have your team ready to roll, or you don't have your team ready to roll. Absolutely. The Canucks look like they had their team ready to roll.
0: And it was a good game. It was a little bit of a barn burner there. Um, Zadorov looks great. Yeah, he's been playing good for them. Demko still looks awesome. He's been doing his thing. Uh, did you catch any of the Winnipeg-Ottawa game?
1: I did not. It was, That was a
0: good game, too. And it wasn't... I wouldn't necessarily say it was a good game. It was in good hockey. It was pretty sloppy, but it led to entertainment because it was just back and forth. End-to-end rushes, wide open. Um, Ellers scored a nice overtime overtime winner there. I didn't catch the Boston-Montreal game. Did you? No, I didn't catch that. I was only able to... There's football on. How about... No, I don't know. Too, on too much here. going on. It was great.
1: So I caught uh, and I caught they did some nice things. Um they were on the Skywalk down in uh, Cowichan there, which looks amazing. Um, Ron McLean was up there. I'm getting tired of Ron McLean, I tell you. but you know, Ron McLean's a gem still though He does his job for what he is. He's good at setting
0: it up I'm and throwing out his puns. I'm
1: still sore about Don Cherry, so I, I'm I'm am i I'm a lot sore about that. But uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, you gotta keep your job. It's kinda of like the Jay Onright and Dan oh yeah, James. I'm sore about that there. too. Yeah, Dan I, I love Jay Dan. Dan just gets punted out and, Yeah, you know, you gotta keep your job. Like <laughs> right. what are you gonna do? Just lose your job too for so that's kinda of what Ron McLean did there, but I missed on Cherry, bring him back. And For the Jay and Dan,
0: I have a feeling it was just like, okay, we just put you two boys in a room, and there's only one sword, and only one of you gets to live, so battle it out to the death, and then whoever opens the door, you get the job, because we're not going to pay both of you for some reason, and then after that, they just brought in, um, what's his name, long haired old Seahawks tight end there. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, and what a gem he turned out to be. He's pretty fun. I disagree. He's real awkward. He looks real greasy. Um, he just doesn't look professional or sound professional at any uh, point. But not to say that Jan- Jay and Dan did either. And I guess that was part of why I love him.
1: Yeah, no, I like. Uh, I didn't like Luke Wilson's start, but he's kind of he's kind of uh, grown on me. There's another guy though. Watching NFL, um, he's a former player that does like the DraftKings odds before the game. Oh, yeah. Sent, I can't yeah. stand him. Like, I, if, he, if there's anybody I can't stand, it's that guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, I think I'll get back to you next week, but uh, he just sounds like he's in, uh, you know, at his buddy's house talking, and it just doesn't, it just sounds weird.
0: I do like, um, uh, our old Carolina tight end, Greg Olson. Um, Greg Olson. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, he's a little. What about Tony Romo? Uh, oh, Romo. I, I, Romo's great. Um, Aikman's been really good and funny, especially this year, cause he's just really, Aikman's always been, um, you know, doesn't very have filter well but he also passive and he he's he makes he does kind of make sure of what he's going to say not to offend people but the quarterback play this year has been so terrible that he was unfiltered and just said yeah. some really <laughs> funny stuff with some of the quarterbacking play um and just like shaking his head like that's just a basic read like what do you how can you be playing in the NFL if you can't do the most of basic of things um so there there is some really good announcers um Mark Sanchez is terrible Mark Sanchez is terrible yeah for we sure We agree
1: on that we're not Absolutely. always going to agree on things, are we? Well, depends if you're still a Flames fan or not. Not. <laughs> uh, what else happened in hockey? Well, there's some cool stories, too. They were talking about, uh, it. Was, they did a really good job with the hockey day in Canada. My dad went down to Inner Harbor, got a picture of the, the cup, because it's the Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup. I, I remember he told me today that the Grey Cup's the oldest cup, and I always remember people saying that the Grey Cup is the oldest cup. But is it the oldest cup? Or Is it the oldest cup in North American sports?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, mean, I don't follow a whole lot of, say, cricket and and what
1: would cricket, be non-American football. Cricket and rugby and okay. golf. There's probably okay. older ones, but I think please leave in the comments uh, uh, if there's anything. If the Great Cup is the oldest, if it's North America, or I think it's probably North America. I don't know. Starting down, yeah, yeah
0: that makes. Oh, well, I'm. I'm sure there's an old golf. Let uh, us know. an old golf trophy that's been around, like yeah. the, the British Open trophy. probably. Clarence Jones probably been around for yeah. a million
1: years. There. Wimbledon's been around for a long time.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, if you want we I want to talk a little bit about the the Battle of Alberta um, just briefly. Um, the Oilers were all over the Flames in that game. It was was this. This was on, this was the nightcap for Hockey Day in Canada. Okay. Um, Oilers were all over the flames. Uh, The goalie, uh, Vladar was standing on his head. Um, And it was interesting because I think Edmonton only had 13 shots in the first period. But I swear almost every one of them was an odd man rush or partial breakaway or a guy just standing alone in front of the net who had way too much time to figure out what he wanted to do. So all over on on that, um, Flames got some issues. Edmonton's won. I think they said it was a Canadian um, hockey team, uh, Canadian franchise record for their 12th or 13th straight win. I think it's 13 now. So they're going pretty crazy bonkers. Um, Kraken Yanni Gord got suspended for two games. What's your thoughts on that? I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see the hit on Ekholm? I did not see it. Uh, so previous too many sports, sorry, <laughs> too many sports. Fair enough. Um, for me, it looked like it was, it looked like he left his feet. I couldn't see close enough whether he got him in, in a head with the headshot and shoulder pads. Um, but previous to that, the whole place started with a face off between, uh, Yanni Gordy and, um, and McDavid. Um, Gordy won the face off Gord. Gord. Okay. Gord won the face off. McDavid started giving them some shots. They Gord got all pissed off. They were yakking up the ice. McDavid didn't want to drop the gloves. Puck went around the other way, and that's when uh, Gord just went full tilt on the forecheck and got up into uh, Ekholm's face. So it's probably, I think two games is probably a little bit too harsh, but it, it is what it is for that. Um, not too often that a player like that gets suspended, I don't think. So take it for what it is.
1: Well, thanks for playing hard, Yanni. We like it. Keep it up. Let's go cracking.
0: Talking about playing hard, what about uh, the old nutcase Patrick Waugh getting hired Love as a it. head coach?
1: Love it. That's a great <laughs> hire. I think so. Why, why not give him another shot? Well, you look at Rick Tockett, what he's doing in Vancouver. You yep. see the way Tortorella's been coaching, and you say what you want about torts, but he gets the job done.
0: What about Mike Keenan and Daryl
1: Sutter, though? Come Mike on. Keenan is exactly what I thought of when I was looking at Talkett on uh, Saturday <laughs> night. No, 100%. Yeah. Now, I remember Mike Keenan being the Canucks coach. Yeah. And flames go. He, yeah. he was ridiculous, though. At the same time, but that was that was kind of the, the that was the, the era, the though. Too and the, yeah, yeah in that yeah. era, yeah, that's right. Iron Mike. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's funny how a guy like that's almost bald and he's short and he's not really that you know big in stature can <laughs> can you know be that kind of guy yeah, against right. players that are like
0: ripped and bigger yeah, and meaner and kind tougher, of funny, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah.
1: It's and everyone just bows down to him and like
0: cowers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and that was the era of like Bobby Knight, remember, like grabbing like chairs and cu- chucking them onto the court at players and things like that. Uh, that was a different era.
1: Or um, we were talking about like the Raiders, uh, one of the linebackers uh, punching the general manager of the opposing team back in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, just a, a quick detour here. We were talking about um, Jared Goff earlier um, and what what he he did, and we were talking about the chip on your shoulder, and it was funny during the game, they mentioned that um, Jared Goff has said that, um, you know, he, when he was in LA after being a first overall pick, he lost that chip on his shoulder and going back to Detroit um, as kind of a castaway, he got that back. And it was funny because there was a comment of like in total, you know, Raiders, Al Davis, if you're not, if you're not cheating, you're not, you're not doing you're not playing hard enough or trying hard enough. And Dan Campbell's quote was was, Well, if you don't have a if you don't have a chip on your shoulder, well go find one. <laughs> because yeah. that's what that's yeah. what you need to make that happen, kinda playing into all that. Um, Patrick Wall, yeah, I think it's a good hire. We'll see what happens. I always remember when he made his coaching debut with the abs in the first game and he almost got in a fight on the bench with Boudreaux after the game. Yeah. They're up six one, he's like shaking the glass in yeah. the partition in between and going all Love crazy. It. Ah, why not have a little bit of piss and vinegar, right? Love it. Torts almost got a uh, fight with, uh, with the Canucks when he was, or it might have been Calgary. If yeah, you know, it the one. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, when they were like walking the, the Calgary yeah, I remember
1: that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two teams were playing, but I can't remember got, which, it, it was, which side it was. It was in the, uh, when they were leaving. in the Down the going tunnel. The, the, down the tunnel there. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, if you want to go farther back than that, you know, remember the refs or the coach going after one of the refs for Chicago, I think it was. And he was like, he was just swearing at him. You're a <laughs> bum. You're just going nuts. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch. Well, I I like that. Like
0: we said uh, last week, um, I, I like to see some some good rivalries and some little some hatred and some blood spilt in sports. It just makes it more exciting and uh, more passionate games. So all for that.
1: Yeah. So hockey day in Canada was was pretty awesome. Thanks, Keith, for keeping us up to date on the Battle of Alberta and the Leafs losing to the Canucks. We like it when the Leafs lose. Um, but if they're in the Cup finals, I'll still chirp. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your line drawn in the sands, the a little bit. <laughs> it's a little crooked. <laughs> it, I just want a Canadian team to win. I think, uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep it. You guys updated on how the Canadian teams are doing throughout the season.
0: And which, and which teams Aaron's cheering for apparently.
1: Yeah, I know. That's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm a cracked fan. That's it. I just, you know, I only got one switch and that's, that's. That's what it is. So we'll keep up on the Canadian hockey teams. Uh, it was an exciting weekend of football. I think uh, next week, so we got uh, San Francisco is playing Detroit at San Fran. And then we got Kansas City visiting uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. which will be a really good game. It's it's hard not to bet on uh, Baltimore, but then it's hard to bet against you know who San Francisco, yeah, and no Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Patrick, city, Patrick right? Mahomes. Yeah, hats, right? Baltimore, yeah. right? So I, yeah. you know, I don't think that's a sure game. You know, Baltimore's rolling, but you know, it's still. I thought Buffalo was gonna win this weekend, and the the Kansas City Chiefs look good. I think they need to get a little bit of health behind them, um, and then we got the San Francisco Detroit game. I think. Uh, well, actually, sorry, Baltimore and uh, Kansas City. What do you think about who's gonna win that one, Keith?
0: Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I haven't uh, made any picks on that yet of, as far as who I think is going to take it. Both games sound like they're Well, they're who gonna do you think is going to win? I'm not going to say right now because I haven't looked into it now. <laughs>
1: you're, not, you're not held on record here. Okay, so uh, San, San Francisco. I, I, so I think uh, I think Baltimore's going to win that game. Um, but it's hard to, to bet against uh, Patrick. And then uh, we got San Francisco against Detroit. And uh, I think... That's, that's a hard one for me because Detroit's offense looks looks lethal. Like, I forgot to talk about Gibbs. Um, talk yeah. about a running back that you, if you can get at a, at a good time uh, in the draft for your fantasy next year. Uh, take a look at Gibbs for sure. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, I just have concerns about Purdy. And then I have concerns about Detroit's defense. So I think I'm cheering for Detroit, so I'm going to say Detroit because I, I would like to see Detroit win it all it's a feel good story for
0: sure detroit um especially if you know they're uh have have the crowd that they did um uh, well i guess they won't they won't be playing at home so um i guess that's the end of it for ford field those those fans were real great to watch though so. And should be should be a real good game for sure. Um, depends on Debo Samuel too. That Like we said earlier, um, 49ers offense looks a hell of a lot different when uh, Debo's not out yeah. there. Even just the motions that they put in and, and um, trying to get matchups and advantages all over the offensive uh, zone there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I'm really glad and happy with those matchups. Those are for the better teams that were... Um, for the hotter teams coming into the playoffs, they deserve to be there um and both games are on Sunday, I believe, so we're getting down to the nitty and gritty only three three football games left
1: so basically, what Keith's saying is he's gotta uh put like uh a big board up on the wall <laughs> with a bunch of stats and then get a lot of papers on on his table here Some sticky notes for and, sure, <laughs> you know sticky notes just like he does his draft. And then and then he can come up with a decision probably just game time after he switches his mind a couple times. and
0: Yeah, it'll be a last fight. minute decision that I'll horribly regret after you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to go with one team the whole way and five minutes before kickoff, I'm going to switch and lock it in and then disaster.
1: It's always that uh, that healthy <laughs> medium between uh, doing your research and then just going with your gut.
0: Yeah, um, and and not overthinking it like we touch on every, every single podcast. But, <laughs> but man, that's hard not to do in life and or anything related to sports.
1: Exactly, I was going to say that too. <laughs> so, all right, so we got uh, a great weekend of football coming up. Let us know, we're going to put a poll out there. Are the Canucks going to win the cup this year? Do they have a real chance to win the cup or are they just pretending? And then um, if you could also leave in the comments about the great cup. That uh, is the oldest cup, and uh, I don't know. I think that's you know, we'll just look forward to some football next week. Keith,
0: that's all I got. Hopefully, uh, golf season for us is coming up a little bit quicker. Um, extra shout out to the amateur who didn't get a giant check but still won. And that's a Dunlap,
1: I think. Uh, yeah, it's a
0: great accomplishment, but also. Real kind of really kind of sucks hope the hope the players are getting together and throwing in a fifty fifty pool or something'm yeah, nice. I'm,
1: I'm sure he's gonna be okay so um you guys have a great week uh, thanks for listening. take care.